0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Sales Masterclass, where each episode we bring you the top sales performers from the best in class Salesforce. We share their thoughts and ideas on what makes them successful. I am your host, Simon Chan. Welcome listeners to this episode of Sales Masterclass Podcast. I am your host, Simon Chan. And today with me, we have the one, the only Blake Harms. Blake, thank you. Welcome to, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: I am excited. First, I'm excited because uh, I'm at a slight disadvantage because I don't know you too well. I mean, the only conversations I've ever had with you, Blake, is, hey, will you be on a podcast? And you're like, absolutely. And that's why I love you. So that's awesome. <laughs> so I get to learn. I get to learn. Uh, but from the numbers, man, I, I, I looked at the numbers. And, and honestly, what, I've do- what I did was kind of reach out to the top 15 people in our company. And you were like top three. Uh, I mean, you had such a phenomenal year last year, Blake. Congratulations on that. I, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what, what 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 do you think attributed you to such a successful year uh, in 2017?
1: Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. It, it, uh, it was kind of a crazy year, so uh-huh. um, I just kind of uh, closed my eyes and ran as fast as I could every day. Until <laughs> I fell asleep and then did it again the next day. So.
0: No, it's not that you're not like you. Be humble. What? So I mean, I ask a lot of people this question, and and it, 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 it is a hard question to kind of pinpoint. Like, oh yeah, I did this specifically, that specifically. But to be in that upper elite echelon, honestly, there has to been some something that you did. That was just a couple of things that you did.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, everybody says uh, you know that they work hard, and and I think that that's definitely one thing that's attributed to my success. Just generally speaking, is that. I'm willing to work hard and i'm gonna say i'm working harder than anybody else necessarily but uh but that's definitely one thing that i would point out Mm -hmm,
0: mm
1: -hmm. um Um, but you know i think i think that we all we all have our unique set of opportunities and i think that there's a little bit of luck involved always and right place the right time but um just sales in general just uh we all have our opportunities to try to maximize them
0: so uh, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show is I, you know, I really don't know you, which is nice. Cause then we can kind of, kind of, you know, get to know each other in this, this, this podcast, but, uh, tell the listeners what, uh, territory that you, you currently run.
1: Um, I, I run the territory of Iowa.
0: <laughs> that's the, and that's, that's, that's a big territory, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs>
1: Uh, Iowa, Iowa. I worked in Nebraska and South Dakota last year as well. Um, so I covered, uh, worked with some efficacy over in that area. But uh, yeah, it's funny because uh, you do you know, say, you say Iowa and everybody's like, oh, Idaho. Yeah, that's a nice state. And, like, <laughs> or they keep mistaken with Ohio a lot, you know. But Iowa, it's right in the middle.
0: Yeah, the Hawkeyes, but it's not the potato state, right? So everyone gets a little bit mistaken. Now, yeah, corn, the, not potatoes. Uh, <laughs> there we have it. The thing about it, Blake, is our top salespeople or if you look at the numbers come from the big cities right they always come from like you know the danny's and the jennifers and in new york and then we have the Mikes and and uh we have the california right we have tony and we have uh, danielle and, and people from and in texas we have some people from texas it's really interesting that you have done and i shouldn't say interesting but your success comes from iowa right that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty awesome
1: uh, yeah i mean it's it's a lot of miles it's a lot of ground to cover. I think it's a lot different than other regions and I'm not saying other other reps don't travel a lot of miles, but uh, I think that uh, going back to part of the reason I was successful last year is because i I took it a uh, initiative to be very organized and efficient with my time. so if I had to drive four hours or whatever it was for a particular deal, then it's important to to try to you know surround that with other opportunities and maximize that time in that area.
0: So what do you what do you mean? Like you were listening to Audible on your car, or you were putting on an auto drive and just doing your work. Like what what, what do you mean by being a little bit more organized?
1: Uh, organized with my with my time. Well, organize organized with my schedule, I should say. So, what, so ah. I'm traveling to to meet to have a meeting on a particular product. You know, a long ways away. I would make sure that I had meetings with earlier in that day, later in that day, or the day before the day after.
0: Got it. So you so the efficiency of it, right? Is that what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How how wide? So how far is your territory? Is it like four hours one way, four hours another way, or how? What are we talking about?
1: Uh, just in the state of Iowa, if you went from uh, the center where I live in Des Moines to uh, to uh, the east side, three hours and fifteen minutes to that side, and probably similar to the northeast uh, northwest corner.
0: So so this is interesting because your territory is uh, kind of like mine in that. I gotta go to Cedar City and up that north, like about three and a half hours one way. And then I go out to the, to the river run, you know, to Havasu. That's another three plus hours the other way. So. Yep. I, I understand exactly what you mean, and I know it's, it's not unique to us because there's a lot of us, a digital technology specialist that have this, this, this widespread territory. Right. What, what keeps you motivated? Like, I, I know for me, it's tough sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I got to drive up to here. I got to drive out there. But what keeps you, Blake, keeps you motivated to, to kind of focus on that?
1: Yeah, as far as, as getting to these places and making sure that uh we're successful in these different areas, I think it's just more about not letting other people down. Um just ha- asking mm. people flat out to hold me accountable just to make sure that um, you know I'm I'm holding up my end because there's more than just me involved in in, in the result of what we're trying to accomplish. So I, I think that um that that just making sure that uh, other people are holding me accountable.
0: Yeah. That's good that's that's good. Uh, you mean like your center and the people that you work with you know making sure that you are doing what you need to do and getting out to where you need to get out to.
1: Yeah, yeah, setting high expectations for myself and everybody else.
0: That's that's important because for our new listeners, the people that are gonna be joining us and, and listening to this, they have to understand that not every day is uh roses, right? Every day is not just oh, you wake up and you can drive down the street and visit ten doctors, you know, in one territory, what have you. You you gotta pay your dues and you have to make those long treks and, 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 and like you said, stay focused and stay accountable. Sure. So, what do you, uh, Blake? What are you passionate about? What do you love? What, what do you? What, what is? What is? If I were to, you know, ask, you, what, what motivates you? What, what are you passionate about?
1: Um, you know that I hate that. Que- I get the <laughs> I hate that questions. I'm really bad what, at that. What, I'm really bad at that one. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny because I was, I was listening to your, your uh, interview with Hauser, and he said, what did he say, mangoes or something? <laughs> yeah, he said I'm, mangoes. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, <laughs> I'm not really high on a particular fruit, so I don't know if I can answer it in the same, same way there. But uh, no, I, I think what motivates me, I don't know if you can call it passion as well, is uh, just money. Oh, <laughs> <But>, uh, <in, laughs> no, that's good. In short, um no, I think my goal is to, to make sure that I that I don't have any debt in my life and that uh, I think that the ultimate goal is just to remove money as an obstacle for anything that, you know, I want to do or have for me or my family. And within reason, I mean, I'm not going to be a millionaire doing this, but, uh, you know, I think that's important to not have that as an obstacle. Uh,
0: uh, first off, thank you for being honest, Blake, because uh, whenever I ask that question, um, I, I do get great answers, but you're right. Money is a big motivator, right? And so for you to live a certain life, a comfortable life for your family and, and everything like that, I, I love that. I love the fact that, that you're honest about that, and it's true. Uh, and you know, we're not gonna be millionaires at our position, but we're gonna be very comfortable, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, that's, yeah.
1: and it, it always, it starts, the thing is it starts with money and everybody goes back to like, well, why do you want money? What's go back further? You know, why why do you want the money? You know, what are you going to do with that? And of course, it's about family. And, and but again, it's ultimately that comfortability of of not having to worry about that as a part of your life.
0: I think part of it is because society has put such a bad thing on money nowadays. Uh, like the people that. I don't know, I'm I'm a little bit older, right? And back in the day when someone drove a Mercedes and they were very successful, you looked up to that, right? You're like, God, I wanna work hard and and achieve those goals. But now it's like almost bad, right? When people say I wanna make right, it's almost like if you wanna make money, you're like a bad person. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but I love the fact that you said that because it's true we all want, you know, at the, the nice house and we want our family to be comfortable and within modest we're not going to say oh look hey i'm rich or whatever but it's okay to say i'm working hard to make money that's not a bad thing so I, I'm, I'm glad you actually said that honestly that's that's yeah, awesome yeah.
1: I, I think <laughs> I, I have i'm really lucky because i really like this i really like what i do i like technology i like working with uh dentists so i think that um i'm lucky in that way um but uh you know i think it's important to enjoy what you do but there's got to be money involved for me anyway
0: Absolutely, so what? Uh, how, how long have you had the position?
1: Uh, I started at Shine in uh, September of
0: 2014. September, okay, so you're looking at like about uh, three and a half, four years, that's great. what did you do before, Blake?
1: Um, n- not really much of a sales background. I was working in higher education. I, was, uh, I worked in a, admissions at a college, at a private awesome. college, and then I was an academic advisor for a community college for a few years.
0: Then how? That's wonderful. Um, how did you kind of transition into into sales? That's wonderful.
1: You mean how did I go from higher education from dental? That's not normal.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually heard it. Though. So that's why I'm really interested in that, Blake. I'm like, sales? oh, that's yeah, exactly. Um,
1: you know, I worked at a private. I worked at a private private college in uh, in Des Moines near Drake University, and I had a really good friends friend that was uh, a grad assistant basketball coach at the school at the time um and uh he, he moved on to other coaching positions and threw in the towel it's a possible like impossible career to make it in okay and uh then he worked for one of our competitors for a little while uh just randomly got out of coaching and into into dental there's a lot of connections you can you can uh use from that uh, that career field so he jumped into sales <laughs> got into dental and then ultimately uh-huh. at shine there was an opening for a scratch territory as an fsc here in des moines and if i would have known better at the time i would i would not be here today <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Applied and got it right away, and then uh, took off for let's see. I was FSC for like 14, 15 months, uh, and then this opportunity came up for DTS.
0: Wow, good for you! That's awesome. Yeah. That's it. See, I I love that story uh, Blake in that people's paths to dental, you know, or the sales uh are, it's not straight forward, you know, and that's a really great that's a really great uh a uh, uh, journey for you. What well, so what are you, what are your thoughts so far because honestly, you know, it's interesting because if you again, the other podcast, the people that on um, um uh, emphasize on sales the mics and the uh, the you know daniels that graduated to emphasize on sales but you know you and i we didn't did, didn't have the sales you know major or <laughs> emphasis right. back in the day uh and we got into this in in, in, a, in a roundabout way what are your thoughts on that for people starting off like in in this industry what are your thoughts on that for people starting off in the sales
1: oh yeah coming coming from a background in education and higher education colleges and stuff like that it's it's fascinating to me and and there's a lot of like you said a lot of New younger people that are coming into sales in general are coming from uh, a background with formal education on it um, in sales, and I think that that's I think that's a huge huge advantage, um, especially since most people that they're going up against their age are probably going to have similar backgrounds. I also think maybe there's advantage to us because ignorance is bliss, and I just didn't know any better, so I just went in blind, and uh, <laughs> and I probably made more mistakes <laughs> because I didn't know any better. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm sure. I know everybody makes mistakes, but I think that that's good. The more mistakes that you're going to make, probably the the better that you're going to be. So, uh, but I, I I think it's a huge advantage. Honestly, I would love to have some some more formal um, training in my younger years.
0: <laughs> I, I I agree because because that normally that was never a thing, right? Because sales used uh-huh. to be a. Um. Oh, you didn't become a doctor engineer or something. <laughs> so let's, let's go do sales. Right. You know, Um. but nowadays is it's completely different because there's, it's, there's sales theory and there's this different sales, you know, uh, programs and to, for us to be blessed, to be working like for me to learn from you or to learn from everyone around us that pushes us to be that much better. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Like, you know, that competitiveness, but that, 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 that even competitiveness, you know? Yeah.
1: And not have anything to compare it to, but I, I do. I do. Uh, one thing I really appreciate about our companies, among several things, is the training that they put in place for us. Because it's beyond yeah. product training. There's a lot of sales training, and um, and I've learned a ton. Probably, uh, well, about, about half of what I know about sales has come, you know, directly from the formal training we have at our company.
0: Yeah, and they're always trying to do, like you said, like the challenger sales, or we're doing the, the new, uh, the, the company sales and all these kind of different things that they're, they're throwing at us to help us learn and, and better ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: What do you, uh, in your life, you know, um, I've asked several people this and I've gotten really interesting answers mm-hmm. is um, uh, failures. In your life, Do you can you recall a time when you failed and, and kind of the lesson and what you've learned from that and gotten out of that? <laughs>
1: In my life, how about just today? I mean, spend some time here. It's the end of the day here in Iowa, you know, so i failed a lot today already. Um, no, yeah, it's like I was saying before, I, I've failed a lot as coming in as scratch territories as an FSC. That's, you have no choice but to fail several times a day, and I still do now. I mean, I, I know more now. I'm more comfortable with, with things now, but there's always... There's always things that you wish you did differently. I mean, there's there, you're always going to lose deals, and you're always going to look back and say, how, "How? What could I have done differently there?" And and for me, I mean, I I'll, I'm not I'm not the brightest brightest person, Simon. So I'll, uh, I'll stop fail it times before I get it <laughs> right. Uh, and so it's it's an ongoing process of failing and learning. Well,
0: but what keeps you going though? Because whenever people fail, like when you go into an office and it's the third time you go into an office and they don't give you any business. What gets you in there for the fourth time or the fifth time or the eighth time? you know what I mean what is it that mo- that keeps you going?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you're specifically talking about that scenario you just laid out, but I don't think it's about continuing to go back to the same situation the same opportunity. I, th- I think it's more about learning from that opportunity and applying it at your next. Um, so, yeah, so it's, good. it's It's about uh, you know making sure that you always fall back on on a a sales process and I think that there's a general, generally a a template for every situation and you deviate from that based off of the situation or the person or the people you're working with but I think that sometimes you get lazy and you just forget that there's a process that you need to follow regardless Um, and and then then you fail and you realize I got to go back to, to the basics like that.
0: I, that's perfect, Blake. And I think, again, one of the reasons why I love doing this and and providing this podcast for all the listeners is once in a while, if you're doing extremely well, and then you kind of get punched in the face for a couple of weeks and you're like, what's going on? It's kind of nice to go back to the basics. And we forget that, right? Because we keep beating ourselves up. Well, let's try this different. Let's try this different. But being able to like, even listen to you, like say it right now, and I hope the listeners are, are getting this, this aha moment that. It's not that hard, it's pretty simple. Get back to the basics. It's okay, just kind of reset and get back in there and do what you were successful before and do that again, right?
1: Yeah, as soon as i felt, for me anyway, as soon as I feel too comfortable and confident in something, then, then that's when the wheels start to come off and you forget about that process and the fundamentals. Um, I'm a, I'm a person that always likes to have na- negative feedback first, and as much as I can, th- just to keep just to make sure that you know your work can get better. And and I feel like there's there's times where we can get too comfortable, and that's never good when you when you think you're good.
0: <laughs> Interesting. So, so you actually like the negative first?
1: Well, I didn't say I liked it. I, I need <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's, it's necessary. I, yeah, I prefer that. I, I I need that. Need to have that. And, and more of it, you know, there's, I can hang on really tightly to one uh, compliment, but, uh, and that, that'll get me through, but I need to know what I need to do better.
0: Inter- you know, it's so funny because most people don't like to hear that part. People don't accept that constructive criticism or hear what they're doing wrong. People love the praise and, and all that great stuff, but you're actually okay about it. And I like that about you because you want to get better, right? You want to know, you know, just cut through the BS. Let's, let's get better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we feel like we're as best as we can be, then that's a bad thing.
0: That, yeah, absolutely. So what can you, what are you going to do differently this year? What, what's your secret sauce this year? Cause I mean, you had such a great last yeah. year. There's probably a lot of pressure this year to, to you do even better.
1: Yeah. Well, increase my mango intake, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hauser. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's going to be, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's, but sales, is, it's such an unhealthy career because as soon as you, as soon as you get done with the year like that, you're like, that was awesome. I'm really proud of myself. But then you immediately feel bad about your next day's numbers, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, it's just a never ending cycle, which is, which I enjoy. I know it's kind of crazy, but, um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's one thing after another. It's just a grind, but I, I don't have a secret sauce. I'm just going to continue to, like I said, keep learning, keep getting better and falling back on those fundamentals.
0: It's it is kind of weird how you come off an amazing year and then January you are only as good as what you did in January and it was a really it was a bad month right and you you forget that the whole year the whole marathon of 2017 you know you were you know top of the you were elite and then you look at January February like oh my gosh like what what's what's going on here right it, 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 how easily but that's but that's the best part of it right because the the cream uh, the cream rises to the top and I, I always see consistently. The best salespeople always are on. Uh, the best DTSs are always on top, and and it, it and that's exciting to me because I get to I get to talk to you guys and learn from you guys from that you know from that. What what do you uh, what, what do, how do you, would you define success, Blake? How how in your how in your life would you define success?
1: Um, I think that first of all, I, I think the success is uh it's subjective because like I said before, I think everybody's presented with their own unique opportunities. Mm-hmm. and we all have our different regions and we all have those different challenges that we face and I think it's a success is I think defined as how we maximize our opportunities and, and maximize our potential um, and, and some people that maximize everything they have I, I promise you there's, there's tons of reps out there that are way better at sales than I am, and way better at this job that I am, or, or, or anybody else at the top. But uh, the numbers might not show it, but they've maximized what they have in front of them. So I think it's I think it's uh, sometimes when we look at strictly numbers, then that doesn't necessarily reflect the success that you have, uh, respective to your
0: situation. Wow, you're being very humble, Blake. But like I said, I mean, you turn your your situation, um, and again. Uh, everyone looks at the the big states, the big cities, you know, the numbers, because we're all compared on the same numbers, those guys being super ultra successful. But your territory, uh, you know, don't call me uh, Idaho, you know, uh, territory. <laughs> uh, uh, you are playing with the big boys. So you're right. I agree with you maximizing each one's opportunity. But there is something about you, Blake, that you have done in your territory that has done even more so to all Ultra maximize something that that I like. You know, you know what I mean. So right. you're being you're being ultra modest. So congratulations. So I'm on a great year. But w- there has to be. I get what you're saying. There, you know, people are maximizing. People have to. You know, people are working hard. But man, dude, you, I like I said, the people that I've interviewed are or the people that were. You know, you look at t- consistently top of the board. You know, Boston and New York, major cities. You don't think. You know, the Des- the Moines, right? You don't think. <laughs> Uh, and, and no offense, don't don't don't, yeah, don't no no, this...
1: no, I'm with you.
0: You know, but because but it's actually a compliment to you in that you have created like it inspires me because I'm I'm in Vegas, you know. No one's going to look at Vegas and say, "Oh, you're going to be top 10. No, they're not, right? Because I don't have I don't have the population. I don't have the I don't have the number of doctors, right? Because you know, number of doctors per, per per you know in your territory versus someone in New York City or someone in California is completely different. But just to screw that, I'm still going to be top of the class. That's what inspires me. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's what I'm talking about is you, yeah, maybe people have not, maybe people do maximize what they have, but you, you've done something special that, that I'm very proud of, and, and I, you know, I, I wanna send kudos to you that you've created. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, yeah, I appreciate that.
0: So um, what do you think uh, in your life, uh, You know, I always ask the people and I get interesting responses is, do you like winning or do you hate losing? <laughs>
1: that's, that's my favorite question that you have I think uh,
0: Really? Okay, so well, you, hate the, you hate the passionate question You hate the passionate question But you like yeah, this yeah, one don't, don't ask me what I'm passionate about I just <laughs>
1: hang out and drink beer That's what I'm passionate <laughs> about uh, We're in the Midwest That's all we have to do um, No uh, the, I, You know, like with a sports analogy They, they say that, uh, you know The people on the biggest stage The, the emotion if you, if you measure the emotion from a loss It's bigger than the emotion you get from, from a victory
0: Oh, so it's interesting! It's
1: crazy because, like, when you lose, you just you're so so down. When you win, especially on the biggest stage, you're you're really high. But but like it's it's worse to lose than it is is it I, I don't know you know. So that's the question you're asking: Is it better to win or worse to lose? But I think people win because they're scared to lose. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's, I'm maybe get way too philosophical for you, but um, no, that's you know, that's what that's, I want to hear. That that's that's kind of my deal too. Is you you lose and it's like. You know that's that doesn't feel good. So you want to make sure that you prevent that from happening again. And I think most people go out to prevent yourself from losing.
0: Yeah, uh, right. Or but that feeling of winning, like you said, is great. But that 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 losing that pit of your stomach. You know, when you just feel like, ugh, like it just man, it's it's gut wrenching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus that that high, like you said, like that high. I got to thank you because your last name is so much easier than everyone else's that I've, I've I, like, is, because <laughs> it's, it's pretty unique, right? Like, Harms, like, I don't, like, is that short? Did, did they cut it off some, somewhere in the past? Or no, what very, what?
1: very German. <laughs>
0: Re- is it really? Yeah yeah uh, okay because because everyone else i've interviewed i'm like oh my god like how am i i'm, I'm chinese i gotta pronounce their last name and <laughs> i gotta practice it three times before i get on get on the podcast and, and what have you so it's kind of it's kind of nice to have someone with uh with a simple last name <laughs> yeah yeah <you're> welcome. <laughs> um so uh we, we kind of come up up against it because you know uh we got a couple of minutes left here in the podcast but if you have one piece of advice uh blake for um, our listeners out there, especially maybe even the new listeners, but but uh, so some sort of advice to kind of keep them motivated, or kind of advice for, for you know being successful. What do you think you would you would tell that person?
1: Um, I, don't, uh, I would say to I, I've taken a lot from other people. I had no other choice, you know, because like we didn't, I didn't have any background in sales or anything. And like I mentioned before, our company's taught us a lot about the, you know the sales process and everything. But I think I think um, no matter who it is and who, who you're working with or who you who you're who you're selling to, I think there's something from everybody that you can take um, and, and then spin into your own style that you can use. Um, so I think it's important to look at everybody, even your peers, as somewhat of a mentor. Uh, but then just leaning on people as much as you can, and, and as far as you know, you need advice on something. You know, don't call your don't call your mentor only. Call them and then call four other people and ask them the same question, and then come to the conclusion on your own with all the advice that you can gather.
0: That is such great advice, Blake. You're absolutely right. I think people sometimes are a bit prideful, right? Or or, or they think they're like bothering people, um, or uh, I, I I don't know. But really, there is no pride in being successful, right? Because. This is kind of the again the the genesis of this podcast is you know I reaching out to the top fifteen people in our company and just saying hey what's what are you being what are you doing that's, that's making you successful what can I take from you Blake and you know uh, Mike and, and Hauser what can I take from you guys and sharing that knowledge with everybody. And I that's just that is just a great aha moment, you're right, Blake, because I, I think that's one one of the reasons why you're successful, like you said, because you're not afraid to ask people, right you're, you you reach out and say, hey what, do you, what what do I need to do here? What can I do here to, to be successful?
1: Sure yeah yeah, and, and I think people people get caught up on on that stuff as well, but and I also think that just edu- educating yourself, I think product knowledge is really really important as well. Uh, the sales process is important, but to know your stuff. So spend time educating yourself on that and then not stressing as well. I mean, if I could look back on, you know, trying to calm myself down at times, it's just the, there's a lot of anxiety and things about, you know, not doing very well and you want to do better and you want to do better. It's just a, just a trust in the process.
0: Trust in the process. I can't, I can't say any better. Blake, thank you so much for being on this episode of, of the podcast. I appreciate you and everything that you've done.
1: Yeah, I'd like to give my daughter a shout out for letting me use her headphones. <laughs> the, pink, the pink headphones that you have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blake, awesome. you are
1: awesome.
0: Blake, you are awesome. And uh, to the listeners out there, thank you again for listening to this episode of Sales Masterclass. I am your host, Simon Chan. And remember to be good to your clients, but be better to your family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for listening to uh-huh. another episode of Sales Masterclass. Uh-huh. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and guest. Please be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. I'm your host, Simon Chan, wishing you health, happiness, and prosperity. What y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers, who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers?